pushing for flight refunds. Stay tuned for this one. Thanks for listening to the Dollar Saving Divas. If you have ideas for an upcoming episode, we would love to hear from you. Just head to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash dollarsavingdivascbus and share your comments. Okay, you know, with the COVID-19, flights have gone to the toilet. Right. They're in the toilet. And I don't know about you, but I had several um, training sessions and and clients that canceled my trip. So if they booked it, they handled it, which was great. But we had vacations, and I think I had three different trips that were canceled. So... Luckily, all of them were on Southwest Airlines. And how'd they handle it? Oh my gosh, it was incredible. Um, If you wanted to cancel, you could just cancel. And the way they do it is there's no cancellation fee. This is what they do all the time. No cancellation fee. They, um, You could ask for a gift card if you want it. Or what I wanted, I just wanted to... one, One, I had points, so they just reinstated my points. Okay. With no penalties at all. And then they also, then the other one that I had flights on, they just put that dollar amount into my, um, into my account as called travel funds that at this point in time, they had, uh, they extended it to the middle of next year. Now they've extended it to the end of next year, 2021. So end of 2021. Yeah. And actually the other day I went in and took, uh, some of those, one of the sets of flights and, rebooked using my travel funds. Right. And when the rebooking came, the expiration date was the end of 2022. So I could cancel it again and they'd still be good until the end of 2022. Now that, and if, and if it's an airlines that you fly all the time, it's awesome. But there are lots of problems out there that people have been telling me about. Um, they were offered, this is according to consumer reports, several hundred people were offered vouchers rather than refunds for flights that airlines canceled and for flights that consumers decided not to take in accordance of the government safety recommendations. Okay. But this is problematic in both cases. Not for me because I pretty much always fly Southwest, but according to the government, under federal law, you're entitled to a full refund. Oh, wow. But certain carriers were offering vouchers as a default option, forcing passengers to take extra steps to get a cash refund. So they wanted to make it more difficult so you would have to fly them the next time. Well, I wonder where that falls within the under federal law issue, because if they're still giving the cash refund, but they're making it more difficult. like yeah. Exactly. They they're issue, making, yeah, exactly. They're, still they're technically making, giving it to yes, you. Yes, because they're making you go through That's steps that make it miserable mis- for right. you. Oh. So, I mean, I was just like, wow. Well, um, and they said that a, a group of U.S. senators found that none of the biggest airlines pro- providing a cash refund to passengers who choose to cancel flights during the crisis, even though such policies discourage consumers from following health official recommendations to avoid travel during the pandemic. How about those that also charged you? extra for not having somebody in the middle seat. That to me was obscene. Wait, what is this? There was a couple airlines. Um, I will not name them, okay. <laughs> but uh, Southwest was not one of them that when it was really critical and they were making all the recommendations is no middle seats right. to be empty. Which sounds Some valid. airlines were charging for that. Charging the two people on the other side of the not middle seat? Not to have somebody in the middle seat. Now that's terrible. That's yeah. That's not the client's issue. The no. customer's issue. No, I thought uh, that to me was just awful. 
Okay. So, and, and this is another reason why, um, the, the airline industry received a $50 billion taxpayer bailout. Our money went to them and they're going to charge me not to have somebody in the middle seat. And they're not going to give me a refund on the ticket I already paid for. So at least you, they can do is offer a full refund without forcing customers to jump through a bunch of hoops. So what you can do, and this was July's uh, consumer reports is sign a consumer reports petition at cr.org backslash airliner refunds or airline, airline refunds, refunds with an to, S. Yes. To demand cash refunds for canceled flights. More power to c- consumer reports for doing this. Right. I didn't know it was a federal law. I didn't know that either. So now, I didn't have to deal with any of this oh, issue. Oh, I did. But yeah. You could imagine businesses. So get wow. up there and get those flights refunded. Well, here's another annoying thing that we're noticing. Um, it was happening before all of this, but we're noticing an uptick in this, but the robocalls that are happening. Well, they... they- they went down for a few oh, months, sh- which was... Don't talk about Fight Club. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> for a few. So Consumer Reports has worked for years to stem the tide of incessant robocalls. And consumers scored a victory in December when Congress approved um, and, and the president signed the Telephone Robocall Abuse Criminal Enforcement and Deterrence Act, which provides new tools and legal authority to crack down on robocalls. But more does need to be done, especially now, especially now as reports for COVID-19 related robocall scams are coming through. You know what I've also noticed happening? This started happening to me in the last few weeks um, and a couple friends this has happened to. But someone uses your number as the call from number. Yes. And then they call you back and say, yes. what did you want? And you're like, I didn't call well, you. And, ha- and I found out, I personally, yep. not yet, but my friends that, that did the investigating on this is that their carrier, be it Sprint, Verizon, whoever, told them it is legal for that to happen. Oh, well, we'll be talking a little bit about that when we talk about Zoom later on in okay. another podcast. But I have to tell you about this. <laughs> a robocop, which I've just noticed in the last, really in the last two to three weeks, yeah. really picked up. And they're always... My area code. So I'm oh, like, that drives me crazy. And because, you know, my mom's been ill in the hospital. Right. I, I'm, I'm picking those calls up. Right. I think it's one of my kids whose you phone don't is know. not, not so, like the battery's Okay. Out. So I got to tell you the story that happened to me yesterday. I'm at the ER entrance to pick up my mom right. being discharged from the hospital. And a 614 phone call rings, right. pops up on my car. And I'm going, oh, it could be the nurse from the hospital telling me they're bringing my mom down. Right. Pick up the call. It's Mark. And I'm thinking Mark is a real person because he says my name. And so I'm like going, he, is, he says, is this a good time? And I said, no, actually, I'm at the hospital. Well, I'll only take a minute, a moment of your time. And you called about some kind of insurance or something. Well, of course, I never call about any insurance. I got the insurance I need. Oh, I know what it was, was life insurance. He's like, no, I did not call (laughs) about any life insurance. And kept going and going. And I was like, when I realized it wasn't a real person, (laughs) I couldn't even say, I'm going to report you to the attorney general's office if you don't take me off your damn call. So I just hung up. Call me back two minutes later. How many times are you getting that? I'm getting them calling me back. If you hang up, I wonder if I you can say I'm up. reporting you or take me off the list. Like if there's like I, you, there's just a, you, a phrase you, have, you can use. If the phrase is, 
I'm going to report, take me off your list, or I will report you to the attorney general's office. That's what you're supposed to step, okay. say. But, and then they keep talking, but even if it's a real person, then they keep talking and talking and talking like, well, I can save you this. I'm like, well, my cousin, my cousin, my husband isn't very nice when he's talking to a real person. <laughs> he kind of, he goes off the deep end with that. But yeah, so I think this robocall stuff, number one, it just drives me crazy. Yeah. And they're saying over 200,000 people signed a Consumer Reports petition calling on the FCC, Federal Communications Commission, to require phone companies to put verification technology in place that, among other things, curbs this calls with spoofed caller ID numbers. Oh, we need more than 200,000 people to sign that. We That's need like nothing. 20 million. Right. <laughs> I mean, they're calling everybody. That's uh, Okay, so we, I think we stood on our soapbox in both of these, don't you? <laughs> So now, we, now we've become like legislative right. podcasters. <laughs> right, right. Well, it's saying Consumer Reports is supporting legislation in California and New York. Leave it to those two states, right? Yep. To require phone companies to offer free call blocking tools on requests and to require prior consent from consumers for non-emergency auto-dialed calls. I would love to have those tools. Yeah, well, it says go to cr.org backslash robocalls. 0720. Okay, we've got two great places that, we, right? Two, two things we can screw the airlines and we can get rid of robocalls. I think this was a great podcast. What do you think? <laughs> Helpful. 